Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. Because we're going to be the people that take care of people when they're all broken. When they have no hope, we're going to be the people that are the point of reference there to do what we have to do for people and give them an encouragement. Everybody's saying, well, peace and safety. Let me say this. The scripture says, when you hear peace and safety, then sudden destruction is what the word of God says. So, there might be turmoil, let it be turmoil. But when we hear peace and safety, we're in trouble. Yes. Amen. Book of Philippians, chapter 1, verse 6. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and I'll get into what I want to say. I want to thank everybody for being so good to me and my family. We have gone through a whole lot of storms, but we're still standing and we're still smiling and we're still glorifying God. <clears throat> so, book of Philippians, chapter 1, verse 6. This is what Paul says. Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a clap of him right there. <clears throat> and then the other one that I want to read is in chapter 3. Verse 13 says, Brethren, I count not myself to be apprehended, but this one thing do I forget, uh, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forth to those things which are before me. So we're going forward. Tell your neighbor, we're going forward, neighbor. And we're not weak, we're strong. Come on, say it. I am not weak, but I'm strong. I'm going forward because nothing can stop the Holy Spirit living inside of me. And that is where all of us get our energy from. And then if you read verse 14, our press towards the mark for the price of the high calling in God, Christ Jesus. God in Christ Jesus. So we got to remind ourselves that the Lord has been with us through the worst things of our lives. But the good thing is that we are standing and we're standing strong. Our church is a powerful church. The enemy hates us for everything that we do. And we're, everybody says numbers is everything. Let me tell you, I've seen 300 men destroy the enemy. So numbers is not the thing. What it is, the thing is the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The Holy Spirit, he's a person. He's got a mind. He's got a will. And he's got emotions. That's why when you get convicted, you feel bad inside. When you say the wrong thing against people, you feel bad inside. When you're a gossiper, you feel bad inside. When you have no facts, you feel bad inside. Because you're just, you know, a mouthpiece. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. 
<laughs> but when a man and a woman surrender to God, God has to create a new person inside of us. And that's called character. Character. And I just want to speak a little bit about character because Paul was saying, okay, we're going forward because he knew that back there, God was grooming him. God was teaching him. God was provoking him. God was poking him to do the right thing. It says, I learned a few things back there, but I'm pressing on because it was he, him that pushed me over so that I could be who I am today. So being a man and a woman, if you're going to be a man and woman of God, then you can't be a person that has no character because character conquers a lot of things. It's just like when everything has happened to me, my spirit always says, you can do it. Not through you, Reuben, but through the Holy Spirit. That's character. You say 7-Eleven or snake eyes, I'm not giving up. 7-Eleven or snake eyes, I'm going to move forward because this is the type of character God is looking for. He's not looking for those chillones, llorones, mocosos. He's looking for those people that will wipe their, their tears, will wipe their, their nose, and they will roll up their sleeves and say, I am going to do some battle, and I am not turning back. That's the way we have to be. That is strong character. Let me read you something. Having principles and guidelines deep within our hearts and living by them creates character. So integrity is a willingness to suffer what, for what we believe. So no matter who mocks us, character will stand. No matter who points the finger or does an accusation, character will stand. Because we're not moving backwards, we're moving forward because down deep inside, God has done a lot for us and that integrity is something that we give to God and the willingness we give to God so that God can guide us and produce something beautiful inside of our lives. So character is something that guides us, has guiding light, has something to guide us all the time because you know that integrity is very strong in you. Strong in you, especially when you get tempted. How many here have ever gotten tempted? I told you about Albert. Albert was a truck driver. And Albert, man, he was a tall guy. He was about this big. He looked, he was huge. He had a tiny little wife, but he was tall. And he was a truck driver. And as he was driving, you know, something happened to him. But he came to my office and told me, I need to talk to you, Pastor. I said, well, what's wrong? He looked nervous. He says, I just feel bad inside. And I don't know if I did what was right or wrong. I said, well, what, what happened? He says, well, I was driving my diesel in the highway. And, when, and then uh, this little Jaguar came. It was a convertible. And she had blonde hair, blue eyes. And she had a mini skirt. I said, you saw all that? He says, yeah. I said, and, and what happened? He said, well, she was gooing, you know, giving, her, giving him eyes. Yeah, there you go. And she was, uh, she was just flirting with me and telling him, come on, come on, stop the truck. He says, I got so nervous, he says, and I put, punched the truck and I went to the next light. And there she was again. 
doing the same thing. He says, man, and I hit the gas again. When the line turned green, I hit the gas again. I hit the red light again. And he says, and I was so nervous that time because that lady was just after me. He says, and, and, and I had my wife. She made me a lunch, and I got it and tore the bag and got the Twinkies. And, and I tore up the little package of the Twinkies, and I got those little breads. And I said, well, what did you do? He says, I threw it out of her face. <laughs> And there was Twinkies all over it. I said, well, what did you do then? He says, I got on the freeway and I took off. And listen to what he said to me. He says, very serious, he told me, did I do what was right? I said, brother, I'm going to start selling holy Twinkies after the service. When you have integrity, you never wave. You're never waving yourself to become to become a person that will break the laws of God. You will stand true to the word of God. So listen to this. Every time you violate godly guidelines, you destroy character and become what, what you once were. Every time you violate that thing, you become weaker and you start going backwards. You have to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is convicting you of. How many here have ever gotten convicted? How many here have ever made mistakes? How many have ever learned through your mistakes? How many thank God that nobody saw you? (laughs) But it's bad enough that God saw you and God convicted you. How many have ever felt so convicted? That you just kneel down and cry and say, Father, forgive me for my sins. And then all of a sudden, God picks you up and you feel the grace of God. And you say, thank you, Lord. But you learn your lesson that if you violate your character, you violate the laws of God, you will feel the conviction of God. But you have a choice. Either you're going to go back or you're going to serve God. So God puts that in your hands. And tells you, do you want to go forward or do you want to go backwards? I want to go forward. And that's what makes you strong. Tell your neighbor, you're strong, neighbor. (laughs) See, without character, you will die spiritually. You will die spiritually. You will die spiritually. I found out there are people that are very disrespectful. Very, very disrespectful. And and it hurts me that they could do great things for God, and yet they're very disrespectful by talking bad about the men of God. And they have no conviction. And God probably convicts them, but they're not noticing because now they sit as a judge in their hearts instead of letting God be the judge. So you will kill your spiritual life by pointing the finger at the men of God. You have never heard me behind the pulpit here speak bad about anybody. Never. Why? Because I'm afraid that God could slap me, knock me out, never come alive again. That's how much I fear God. That's none of my business. My business is to serve God first of all. Your business is to serve God first of all. And to pray for your enemies. And to pray for those that are getting blessed. And to do what's right. Sure we understand maybe they are doing wrong. But we're not going to speak about it. We're going to pray about it. 
My teachers used to tell me, Pastor, hay que ser mansos, pero no mensos. Let's be, let's be meek, but let's not be dumb. And he repeated those phrases to us. Never, never speak bad about people because it will turn on you and come back towards you. Well, that was a good one. You, you die spiritually. Notice when you point the finger, there's three more pointing at you. Mira. You shoot yourself three times by shooting once. So, don't die spiritually. Don't die spiritually. So this, this, this brings us into a place where we separate ourselves from the world totally and completely, not even doubting anything that God has told us. We're not going back to the world. Well, what's the world, Pastor? Well, John 2, 15 and through 17, it says, the, the love of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Sometimes you can become so prideful that you think you're right. How many of you have ever gotten proud? I'm going to tell my neighbor what I think about it. I don't care what she says. I don't think, uh, care what her husband says. I'm going to tell him what I think. You're, you're already crossing over. You're already crossing over and you're already listening to your flesh. Your hermano, hermanita, carnitas. <laughs> Carnal people living in the flesh trying to get somebody to do something that you're not even doing. Well, it's getting quiet in this holy place. This is just, this is just an introduction, okay? I'm coming. So character involves making the right decisions. The right decisions, no matter what. And making those decisions based only on the Word of God. Only on the Word of God. The Word of God convicts you. The problem a lot of times is that we don't read the Word. We don't read it at all. That we become just church people. And that's a sin. Because we're not paying attention to the Word of God. And then we destroy our own lives. So we don't want to destroy our own lives. Look at the Word of God. You want to look at a mirror Look at the Word of God, because the Word of God will show you who you are. Hallelujah. I've hit some scriptures that I have to kneel down and just cry. Because they pop up, and God says, this is for you. Take care of it. Take care of it. Otherwise, it's going to destroy you. So character. Say with me, character. character. Will outlast anything you do. Ah, so character is, is a thing that brings the blessing of God. Hallelujah. It brings the blessing of God. It brings it and it brings it. Once you've been tested, refried and refried and refried, <laughs> then you draw the blessing of God into your life because you're being tested. You see, God cannot avoid you when you're living what you're saying. Amen. Can avoid you. You have to expect a blessing. Not only that, but 
your character affects all your kids. I could always tell you what kind of parents you are by just hearing your kids. They'll give you away. <laughs> They're the most sincerest thing we got to heaven. As close as we can. And here's David in 1 Kings chapter 2. David is, is, is practically talking to his son and pouring out his heart to his son and telling him exactly what he needed to do and he needed to take it to heart. And he said in, in the scriptures, and we'll read it right now, and he says, if you do these things, you will affect your children. You will affect your children. When you have a good wife, a good wife, a good wife will always bring up those kids correctly even if the husband gets weird. That's how powerful a woman is. But when the husband is real and she's real, they do a lot of good inside of the kids. A lot of good. Because the blessing runs right down to them. And when they grow up, they'll start serving God. And they'll never forget you as a couple. Or a single lady. I've seen a lot of single moms take care of kids and they do a good job. I mean, they have to threaten them once in a while. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> you know. That's the way my mom was. We didn't have no father, but man, I remember she going like this and throwing the boomerang, the Mexican boomerang, boom. <laughs> And she got all of us with that chunkla. <laughs> that chunkla was number one, brother. And we laughed. When we saw that chunkla, we would say, oh, we're in trouble now. Oh, Mom had that wild look like, ah! <laughs> they were magnified. And her rage was magnified. And that chunkla was the Mexican boomerang, man. <laughs> Listen to the scripture. Now the days of David drew nigh that he would die, should die. And he charged Solomon his son saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong therefore and show thyself a man. Not a chavala, a man. And keep the charge of the Lord and thy God. And walk in his ways and keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimony as it is written in the laws of Moses that thou mightest prosper in all that thou turnest and whatsoever thou where am I here? <laughs> okay, make us prosper in all that thou doest and whatsoever thou turnest the Lord may continue his word which he spoke concerning me saying if thy children take heed to their ways and to walk before in truth Will all their hearts and all their soul, there shall not fail thee, says he, the man of, of the throne in the, of Israel. Amen. You got it, brother. So here was the charge. David was dying on his bed. David knew that God had forgiven him for a lot of things. 
Now he's imparting everything into Solomon and saying, Solomon, you, you got to live the way God wants you to live. And David was speaking to Solomon, saying, your character has to be up to date. And how many know that you have to, every time you go through the fire, you have to upgrade? Do you understand what I'm saying? Every time you go through a problem, you have to upgrade. And find out if you passed it or you didn't pass it. And you down, down deep in your soul, you know when you didn't pass it. And then you have to ask God for forgiveness and come back to God and say, forgive me, God. And then God upgrades you and then puts the same test in front of you. And then if you bum out on that one, he puts it again. Until you learn, Cabezón, that he's in charge. And sometimes we think that we know it all. You know nothing until God begins to break you, puts his hands on you, and breaks you apart and puts you back together. You don't know nothing. I thought I knew when I started pioneering, I didn't know nothing. And then I said, man, no wonder my pastor went through all those things. I'm going through them now. How stupid I was by judging my pastor when I didn't know nothing about ministry. Phew. This is going to be good. Yeah, I'm coming, Phil. I'm coming. I'm just sweeping the floor right now before I mop it. Continue in the statute and in the guidelines of God. You got to be sensitive. God convicts you, but you got to pay attention. When he probes you and tells you you're wrong, accept it. Because his voice is loud. He probes you. He judges you. He speaks to you that you shouldn't be a rotten individual cussing all the time. How many were cussers here? I'm not talking about cousins. I'm talking about cussers. God cleansed our lives. Come on, somebody. God cleansed our lives. Who did he use? He used the Holy Spirit and probably your leader and put it in your place. You can't do that here. You need to stop that. You need to go pray. Stop that. Get it together. Grow up. Be a man. Not a little kid. You're not a child no more. You're growing up in the things of God. So God was telling David to tell Solomon, Solomon, you have to be obedient in order to have character. If you're not obedient, then you won't have character and your children will go astray because you have no obedience in your character. So every man and every woman here, your character is who you are, not the outer shell, not your beautiful personality. Your character is when you go home. When you have your husband under control, Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm getting into high speed here. Oh, when the man is real friendly at church, but when he gets home, he's like, what you do that for? Why you disgrace me like that? Once they start off like that, means that their character is not there when they should sit down and just talk to your wife. Talk to her. 
Can I say something you kindly because you'll help me in the ministry? Can you listen to me without getting hurt? You did this and you did that. Can you please not do that again? Amen. Well, how did I hurt you? Because you did when you did that, you offended me. Don't do it again. That's, that's, if, you, if, you can if you can take it as a man and a woman to be able to connect with each other, to bring into agreement your character will shine not only in the church, it'll shine wherever you're at because you're respectful to each other and you take care of matters inside the home. I like what my teacher used to tell me. He says, I am los hermanos bien unidos de las greñas. Uh, let me say that in English. The brothers and sisters are very united by pulling each other's hairs. He used to repeat that to us. And I, I said, man, I wonder what's that. Well, now I know in the church when everybody's fighting, they're united by the hairs, not by love. Your character is shot because you're speaking evil about your own brother. You're like Cain and Abel. And your Cain, your, your Cain, your character is off. Totally off. You need to honor each other. You need to talk to each other, not fight with each other. And the problem with the church is because they're always fighting that the church doesn't grow because they're always fighting. If you ain't got nothing good to say, take it to the Lord, let him purify you, and then approach your brother with kindness. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap. I, mean, I think I said a lot there. <clears throat> Listen to me, because God's blessings and the character of man are linked together to create unity and blessings and blessings. I always want to see the blessing of God. I don't know what God found in us, but I know that he found a lot of prayer, a lot of steadiness, a lot of patience to bless us. You ought to be glad you're sitting in a nice chair right now. You ought to be happy that you can walk around this building and just say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. We didn't deserve this, but you blessed us anyway. But how much more should we improve and not stay the same, but constantly growing and growing in the things of God? So all, everything, is, everything is linked to your character. I heard uh, a little Reuben preach Friday. When was it? Thursday? The little me. He did such an awesome guy, such awesome a job. I was watching it. I said, oh, my God. Not only that, but he honored me. And to me, I can trust a man that honors the man of God. I can trust him. Because there's a lot of people that don't honor. They say one thing and do another. And that is terrible to have around you. I have good men, you know. And God is always training us as we go on. But in 2 Kings, I mean 1 Kings chapter 11, 
verse 4, you can read it, and it says that Solomon failed the test of character with his wives, and his wives turned his heart because they believed in another God. You can't marry somebody that belongs to another, you know, believing in idols and all that. You can't marry that. He had, he had wives. Can you, can you imagine that? He had wives. And he still went with the other ones. Isn't that crazy? Men are crazy. I said men are crazy. Come on, ladies, say amen. That's why I tell you what is the 11th commandment? Thou shalt not. He had wives. Wives. A lot of wives. And he still went after the ones that believed in other things. I'm just quiet so I could sit in. You see, what happened to him is he turned away from the guidelines and the principles of God. And he went by his emotions. Listen, sisters, I don't care if the guy is six foot tall with a tan, beautiful green eyes, and he's perfect. And he likes you. So, he might be the devil in disguise. You better do some investigation to see if he's a tan devil. Not everything that shines is gold. How about a nice looking lady, blonde hair, you know, sexy, sexy. He's got those wipers. <laughs> Those, whatever angel wings, whatever they are. You, beautiful eyes, beautiful body, and you're like, I think this is God, Pastor. Shut up, I'll slap you. It's like that song, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life. Maybe an ugly woman to be your wife. And then you can hear the black brothers, ooh, yeah, but she sure can cook. <laughs> Just because you see the exterior doesn't mean that the interior matches the exterior. Because mostly the majority of women can't cook. Well, I want something home. Well, get it out of the freezer and throw it in the microwave and then get it over with. If you don't know how to cook, learn. Tell somebody in the kitchen, teach me. Don't get mad at me. Ladies, learn how to cook. Please that man. I don't know. It's getting good in here. Hallelujah. 
He turned away from his wives and looked at other women that belonged to another religion that were all demon-possessed, and he was impressed by everything that he saw, and yet he violated the guidelines and the principles of God. Character, unchanged, unmovable, will never be steadfast. Will never be steadfast. Standing firm when the things of God is the things that God can use. He can use anybody. Yeah. I remember Grandma Arkansas. I was young in the Lord. We were living in a garage, taking care of the homes. And Grandma Arkansas, that was Sunny Arkansas's mama. And she loved us. But one day I got really sick, really sick. And Nobody could help me. I was in bed. And she walked in and she told Stella, Stella, where's Reuben? He says, he's over there sick. He says, uh, can, can I go over there? He says, yeah, go ahead and go. And she comes up to me and she says, she looked at me, I was, you know, I looked with one eye. She says, how you feel? I said, I feel terrible. She says, well, sweet tiny lady. She says, well, would you let me pray for you? And I said, yeah, Grandma, go ahead and pray. And she was real tiny, you know, but full of the Holy Ghost. And she, she laid her hands on my head and she got me and kura. I was like this, like a in the name of Jesus, heal this young man, get him out of his bed, devil, get off of his body. And then she walked out real mellow. She says, I'll be right back. I'm going to get you some toast and tea. <laughs> she went and got me toast and tea and then came back and I was already sitting down. Hallelujah. The power of character, anointed by the power of God, got me right out. I was functioning. Hallelujah. Stella and I learned that a little lady can have a lot of power or anybody can have a lot of power when they're walking with God. When they supernaturally care. Care. <clears throat> Psalm 16, verse 8, it says, The Lord is before me on my right hand, and I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. We cannot allow to be running away from character. We have to determine ourselves to reach our destiny. I want to tell all the worship team, when I saw you here to this morning, I blessed God in my heart. Because I know who you are. I know what you stand. I know what your faults are. But I see you there glorifying God. And not only that, your history is that you've been through the fire, you've been through bad things, and you've been through situations that are so rough, and yet you're still worshiping God, still praising God, still blessing the body of Christ. Why? Because you decided that you were going to be determined to finish everything that God has for you. We've got to be willing. Tell your neighbor, you've got to be willing to be obedient to the Lord. Yeah. 
If you're not married, get married. Tell Soto, he'll marry you. Tell Anthony, he'll marry you. Reuben, he'll marry you. We marry you fast, bro. Just bring us the paper. Got it. Because character will always determine your destiny. But you got to do things right. Otherwise, you, you stop the blessing of God because you're not doing things right. You don't want to stop that. Then the other thing, we're going to have to be willing to be accountable to man and to God. Let me say it again. To man and to God. Some people are not responsible. You know, Philip right here, he was, he's been with me since he was, what? 18, 18 years old. 18. <laughs> <laughs> to be precise. <laughs> one day, we, I had a big Bonneville, big Bonneville, big white ones. And uh, me and Stella were leaving, and he goes, faster, faster. You know, he's hyper, hey, faster, faster, faster. I, I got to get away from, you know, this girl. I got to get away from this. I said, well, you want to get away? Yeah. Can you take me? Yeah, I take you. Open the trunk. <laughs> it was a big trunk. I said, Philip, jump in there. If they're chasing you, I'm going to get you out of here. And I'm going to rescue you. And he jumped in the trunk. <laughs> and me and Stella were cruising in the Bonneville. And we got somebody dead in the back of the... <laughs> What I'm saying, anything to rescue you, Amen. we will do for you. Amen. Especially to get you out of your sanity. Yes, sir. By the way, he's, he's going to get married. <laughs> and I told him, I said, you, I told him, give me three years. He's been here three years with me. Three years. Now he's going to get going to the chapel and I'm going to get married. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but he developed something with three years. Everybody told me, Philip is not going to make it. Give me a chance. I'm patient with Philip. Patient. No big deal. He's just a big puppy jumping everywhere. Just. <laughs> And now he's been here. Now he's going to get married. And he picked a good, a good uh, lady, Angie. Angie from the home. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh my God. Angie was crazy. You know how to pick him, Philip. You'll find out who the mirror is pretty fast. <laughs> character, character. Say with me, character. character. Know what Popeye used to say? Remember Popeye? Yeah. I am what I am. Right? That's what he says. I am what I am, and I am what I am. He was saying, this is me. This is my character. Ain't nothing changing. I'm a sailor. That's who I am. And he kept repeating it, kept repeating it. Who are you this morning? Who are you? Are you striving to be better? Are you correcting yourself? 
because that's where you go in, you grow in character when you correct yourself, when you know you're wrong and then you correct yourself, where, where you whip yourself into subjection, like the flesh is getting out of the way, you come back into it and, and you do what's right because God's constantly correcting you. And, and if you can't be corrected by a man, how can God correct you? So who are you? We're going to take a minute, so you're going to have to ask God to forgive you for a lot of little things. Are you with me? Okay, that's as far as I'm going. I think I said enough. But we're going to have communion. Raul, would you come?